Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here on a Zoom with my mum. Say hi. Hi, darling. Been a good week this week. It's not been bad. Not going to lie. Alex on The One Show. Yeah, Dr. Alex getting filmed <laughs> with everyone on The One Show. That was lovely. Yeah. And then we've been nominated for a podcast award. The British Podcast Awards. We've never been nominated for one. And it's amazing. Woo! It's taken us three years, but we're finally in it. And it's for the Spotlight Award. And it's among such other brilliant, brilliant... Spotlight. I know. Maybe it's a sign. Ooh, maybe we'll win it. Spotlight. Yeah, maybe. But we're amongst such brilliant podcasts such as Guilty Feminist, Happy Mum, Happy Baby, My Dad Wrote a Porno. I feel like, you know, they're old vets now. They can pass on the baton, don't you think? Yes. Thank you so much for the nomination. There is also, by the way, a Listener's Choice Award that you can offer to vote for us on. Maybe we'll put it out on Instagram for you to have a little look at if you need an activity whilst in lockdown. Darling, has Sam eaten the apple crumble that I made for your brother? We've got it in the freezer. I actually saw Dr. Alex for the first time. We had our socially distanced um, Did you? chat on Blackie. Oh, how was he? He was all right, actually. I think it's he's been in a really tough bubble. Probably more exciting than seeing my dear brother was seeing Jack Fincham from Love Island, socially distancing, chatting to his mate and getting a little Instagram uh, photo <laughs> session happening. Had to text the group WhatsApp, Love Island WhatsApp. And that was really quite a highlight for me. Hasn't he just had a baby? Yes, the baby was not there, but his veneers and his uh, crisp white shirt was. Okay. What else has been happening this week? I have been cooking up a storm. I can't stop doing halloumi with honey and sesame seed. Nice. It's so good. Okay, I'll order some. Did you give Uncle Alex... Why didn't you give Dr. Alex his apple crumble? Dr. Alex didn't want me to bring anything to carry. Also, I didn't quite realise how hilly South East London is. It's fantastic, but thank God I didn't have a crumble in my bag. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I would have rolled down the hill. That is a big hill. So tonight we have an incredible voice, a memorable voice, a voice that was stopped from being allowed to put out music for a very long time. It's Jojo. You may remember her as the very young singer who had this phenomenal voice and sung the song Get Out. And then a little too late. I mean, they're songs that everyone will know because they were such international hits. And she had quite a dramatic, difficult time with a label that she was on, which meant that she couldn't put music out for a very long time. And it was incredibly frustrating. She's back. She's been back for a while, but she's made this um, critically acclaimed record. um, Number one in the R&B charts in the States. Won a Grammy last year and she's doing all right. And this is Jojo and I'm sure she's going to tell us about this incredible story, which is what a horrendous time she had in the industry. I don't know very much about her except what I I did watch something on YouTube and she's got a phenomenal voice. So I'm looking forward to hearing all about her and her childhood. Jojo coming up on Table Manners, Special Circumstances. Darling. You're all upside down, babe. <laughs> Can I be like that? Yeah. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi. So we've got Jojo on the podcast. It, you're in LA and you are quarantined with your mum and your dog. <laughs> yes. Yes. My mom moved out from Boston to LA because I'm her only child and we wanted to be closer together and 
she came out here and was looking for a job and then found one. So she was going to be staying with me temporarily, <laughs> but that has since extended. And how's it going for you? To be honest, it's really nice. Like I'm very, we're really in a great place. Um, when I was a teenager and earlier in my twenties, it was not so sweet, but we, we're awesome. We're, we're good. That's so good. You didn't just see the Barney that mum and I just had before this started. I didn't. You were just shouting at me. Why? Well, because I couldn't get Wi-Fi in my fucking place. Basically, everyone's Zooming at this time because it's like six o'clock in the UK. Well, now it's 6.30 in the UK evening. So everyone's Zooming in to their families. And so I was like, I can't get the connection in my room. So I've just kicked my kids out of the living room where they were watching like in the night garden. And I was shouting at my mum on the earpods, but my daughter didn't realise. So she thought I was shouting at her and she's gone to bed very upset. But anyway, we're fine. We're fine. She's fine. My husband's with her. But anyway. But your daughter would love to see Joe because that hair is princess hair if ever I saw it. She likes princess hair. Oh my God, that hair. (laughs) Oh yeah. She'd think you are basically Rapunzel from Tangle. Yeah. That would be it. I'm a Boston Rapunzel. Is it your hair, Joe? Girl, no. (laughs) (laughs) It is now, but Well, as Cheryl said, it's mine. I bought it. Exactly, I bought it. It's mine. That's right. I ain't renting it. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like, look, we've both got, you've got your record out and it's doing really well. And I have a record coming out and promoing a record in quarantine has been interesting. I don't know. How's it been for you? Yeah. Interesting feels like the right word to describe it for sure. Unique. But it's been really, yeah, unique. I mean, I haven't put on proper shoes like to leave the house in, in, in three months. So it's been interesting to perform the material actually like, that, that, that's been the, the weirdest thing I would say to perform it from my living room and like not be able to have that audience interaction because I was meant to be on tour right now. So that's been interesting. But as far as like talking to people, it's just been adjusting to the new normal. I, it's, it's neither bad or good. It's just different. You know what I mean? I know, I know COVID-19 is a bugger for a lot of people, but particularly you had your new record out you just <laughs> like, you had this new record you were emancipated you were feeling empowered and probably are still but like and then this has to happen and then you're not allowed to go and perform it like you just gotta laugh yeah right yeah you just gotta laugh um yeah my my single my, the first single on the album man came out like a week before la lockdown and i was like oh no way yo this is crazy but I just, ooh, just really try to keep it in perspective and, and, and like realize that this is a re- really terrible time for a lot of people. I'm mad lucky. I have everything I need. I have everything I need. Yeah. And, and thankfully, I mean, we were able to make an amazing impact. People are loving the album. Number one R&B album on Billboard. I, you know, I'm really, I'm very thankful. And I try amazing. to keep that in the front of my mind because I don't want to, take this uh take this too personally you know what i'm saying like it's not like the universe is conspiring against me like this is effed up this is a crazy experience for everybody yeah so growing up in boston with your mom and your dad mom and dad were separated yeah they they got divorced when i was like four so then i would do the back and forth thing between massachusetts and new hampshire oh wow that's a bit of a is that a bit of a schlep or it was a bit of a schlep um from Foxborough in Mass to Nashua, New Hampshire, it was like about an hour and a half drive. So my dad would come pick me up like every other weekend for a while. And um, yeah, I mean, that was what our schedule was. And what was it like growing up? Like, was your, your mom a good cook? No. Did she, what were you eating? No. Oh no, really? My mom hates cooking. And it's funny because I am now, I love to cook, I love to bake. And I'm the one that does that here. I love to entertain and to serve people. It brings me so much joy, like seeing people enjoy what I've made, similar to music, you know? And my mom would do a lot of, let's see, pasta, like, but just, you know, like pasta and then like a store-bought marinara sauce, you know, and um, stir fry, but she never enjoyed cooking. She'd be like, ah, you know, she just really didn't like it. A lot of frozen stuff um, with, with my dad. Like we had this, have you guys heard of Boston Market? No. It's a chicken place. No, what is it? Not just in Boston. They even have them in LA, but like you'll get like a rotisserie chicken and then there's like baked apples 
and mashed potatoes and macaroni. Oh, sounds great. It's that really sounds good. Wow. Yeah, it's there's actually oh, one yeah. by LAX Airport. Why cook if there's a Boston market? <laughs> Wait, so so <laughs> Lenny, yeah, do you enjoy cooking, or did did you was it something that you just did out of necessity? Now that's a big question. I am a cook and I am a feeder. I don't know that it's always given me a lot of joy to feed. Mm. And maybe mums don't feel that because right. they cook relentlessly. Right. I know that I would always cook. So I, I'm on my own at the moment and I cook for myself each night. And I cook for neighbours or a friend down the road who just lost his wife, uh, a young man. So I'll give him some food, uh, you know, a friend. That is such a beautiful love language. She's bloody good. And then I'll, I'll cook and put stuff for Jessie. So this Friday, I'll probably cook a roast chicken and take it over to her house for them. so beautiful. Because she's got limited facilities at the minute. So I can cook and I'm a good cook. But it doesn't always bring me the joy that, you, that it sounds it brings you. Absolutely not. So my, my mom has, has been a caretaker, though, for a lot of her life, taking care of families, um, kids, like watching kids and stuff. So I think that, yeah, she, she had to do things that when she got home to, to me, she was like, yeah. I don't want to like whip something up like you know I uh, uh, yeah I mean look, uh, today mum you'll laugh so I, I I eat with my kids I like to try and eat with them as much as possible so I've already eaten my dinner so I everyone thinks I'm slightly kind of odd and I'll eat I'll, <laughs> we'll have a five o'clock dinner it suits me nicely what did you have tonight so we uh, Sam my husband finally got the gas barbecue going mm. but he was unimpressed he's like give me charcoal any day but he did it reluctantly Mum, we made it very simple. I did sausages, I did some miso aubergine, so easy, with a bit of honey and sesame seeds, and then we did some halloumi with honey. And, <gasps> halloumi and honey and sesame oh is the best. God. It's so easy, though. So bish, bash, bash. And then I do these really nice haricot beans, like white beans, do them with some onion, white wine, parsley. I would have done cream if I had it. So anyway, I was doing just bits and bobs. I'm loving it. No, we eat well every night. <laughs> oh, we, like, we eat a lot, too. Like, more is more in our family. Like, it's just like, have more and more will come um yeah so I've had my dinner have you had your breakfast you're in LA so you must have just had brekkie no you know I actually kind of do a, a version of intermittent fasting where I don't eat until really just when I I, I I start eating when I'm genuinely hungry so how many hours do you usually go you like a 16 hour one or a 14 hour or 12 I uh, see I eat late into the night kind of you know like um. last night I had I ate some like ran- just random stuff, like some popcorn and some cherries and some chocolate bits and stuff. So I ate maybe till like 11 um, is when I stopped snacking. And then I will probably eat for the first time at like uh, one o'clock today. Okay, so that's fine. Yeah, it's, but but, uh, but I'm having coffee. So it's, it's not a true fast. Yeah, no, I when I do that, I just have coffee. No, you're allowed to do the coffee. But I have it with 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 almond milk oh who cares I won't tell anyone <laughs> but because you were so restricted you know I've heard about you and your story and how the record label put pressure on you to not be fit but to be thin mm. and you're on 500 calories a day so did you develop mm. an eating disorder would you say I would say that I, my my eating was very my I developed disordered eating like after that experience well, probably from from that, yeah. Because I was on these injections that made your body not hungry and made you think that your body was pregnant, I guess. And then it like takes what, what the nourishment that it would give to the baby, but like you excrete it. I'm not exactly sure what it was called, but it was. How these, old were you, Joe? I was 18. Bloody hell. Um, and then the diet was like you know you'd, you'd have like some uh, maybe a little bit of a avocado and some blackberries or strawberries and then like some chicken breast and because i was legally an adult i felt like well this is just part of what it is to be in the industry right i mean i saw plenty of examples of women who were in pop music who were really just not living a life of enjoyment and satisfaction when it came to food so i was like i guess this is just kind of the relationship that a lot of people have. But after that, and after my record didn't come out, even when I got on that diet and I got skinny and all this stuff, then I was like, ah, fuck it. You know, whatever, yo. Like there's no benefit to living this way. So then I I would say that I started engaging in like more binge eating 
where I would just gorge myself on whatever it is that I wanted. And it would go from sweet to salty to savory, whatever. And I would just like mm. have an insatiable appetite because I would obviously it spoke to a unhappiness and just like a feeling out of sorts. And food can be a great way to feel better in, in the moment. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I would say it was an eating disorder, but you, sh- you could definitely, I definitely identify with, you know, I've had disordered eating. Mm. I watched that Honda up front uh, kind of mini doc. It was really good. Yo, they did a good job. They've condensed a whole life so far into 25 minutes. I was like, they, this was effective. I thought it was really well put. And I feel like, you know, um, many people that are listening to this podcast may not know the backstory. And I don't want to dwell too much on it, but I do feel like it has shaped you as the artist that you are today. I, if I'm putting words in your mouth, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a bloody story. No, you're right. But I wondered whether you would want to kind of expand on that and to kind of take us from the beginning. You started, you were a child star. You were performing when you were very little. Yes. Yeah, I've been singing as long as I can remember. Um, yeah. I was raised south of Boston. My mom was a soloist at our Catholic church and she was cleaning houses. And I was a very precocious little girl. And I always knew that I wanted to- I've seen the videos, they were amazing. I always wanted to sing. I was very, very- You're a pro. I was addicted to the feeling. There's that video though, that you've just come off stage and you're about six and you're like, they go, I think your mom's saying, did you enjoy that? And you go, you drink your little drink. And you're like, yeah, it was great. And then this guy go, little boy says behind, he's like, you were really good. And you go, thanks. You're like a pro at six. You're kind of like, yeah. Yeah, cool. Th- thanks so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> just just another day. This is what I do. I was just so, so long story short. So by the time that I signed my first record deal at 12 years old, I was like, oh, it's about time. I've been doing this my whole life, you know? Um, but I was actually, yeah, I've been offered like production deals and stuff even younger than that. Uh, my first offer was from Britney Spears's production company when I was about nine years old um, because I met her and her lawyer and then they drafted up something but my mom was like you know what you're too young like you're not you're like 10 years old so by the time that I was 12 though I was being bullied a lot in school and I moved to um, I convinced my mom who was a single mom and we were so so close and she we had a cousin out in California and I was like please mom can we please move to California like kids don't understand me here and I'm so you know nobody I have no friends blah 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 please let me go to California so somehow she we went and yeah lived in this like small town in in near Los Angeles but not there and I'd go to auditions a lot signed a record deal at 12 years old this label uh, a small independent company that actually started Aaliyah with her career and they founded the company because she was so young when she first started she was about 13 or 14 when she signed um, and was making her first album with, with R. Kelly, but there was, it was hard to find a record label home for her. So they started their own label. So she, she had already passed away by the time that I signed to them, but they ended up moving us back to New Jersey so I could work on my first album there and be closer to their main office and all that stuff. But that's not just the reason, is it? Oh, apparently the child labor laws were more lax in New Jersey and New York than it, you know, in California, there's a lot of things meant to protect children from like and getting into long you know difficult service agreements and things like that and uh it was just a little more sus in on the east coast i think still anyway i am you know i'll never really know so uh yeah recorded my first album when i was 12 and put out my first single when i was 13 and I became number one. Yeah, I became the youngest solo artist to have a number one single on Billboard. Um, but what I found really interesting is that, like, you, that your face wasn't on these, the kind of the promo sleeves. So everyone was listening, and you listen to that song, and you're like, this is a young woman, a uh, young R&B woman, like, you know, probably black. And then, as you say, people were really shocked when they discovered your age and race, right? Prepubescent white girl, yeah. (laughs) And I was thinking about this very grown experience of, you know, Mm. breaking up with someone and kicking them out of your life. And I didn't have any experience with that. I'm sure people were like, oh my gosh, what has this girl been through? Like this poor baby. But it's it's not as if I wrote the song. It was a perfectly, you know, uh, Scandinavian crafted pop song that actually felt 
much too pop from my own sensibility and my own experience because I, I always considered myself a soul singer. So when this song came that ended up changing my life and, you know, I am grateful to that song. I, it's not like I have any weird feelings toward it. It has afforded me incredible opportunities, but I didn't get it like at first. I, I cut the song reluctantly and I'm really glad I did. And apparently I cut it with some type of conviction passion behind it because it resonated but I mean and then and then you go on to get another number one with little too late that was that was from my my second album so yeah first album came out I my first tour ever was supporting Usher on his European confessions tour unbelievable crazy. just so crazy did he teach you to dance I still like, don't know just... how to dance so no. <laughs> but that's the whole point didn't he teach Justin <laughs> Bieber how to dance well that's favoritism isn't it <laughs> And that's sexism in the industry. I thought I should tell everyone how to dance. No, not me. Was he nice? He, you know, yeah, but he, I was also like a little girl. So he was just, he was distant yeah, right. and like, I, you know, I very much was a little girl. Um, but I got to see him. I watched his show every single night. And as you know, even just being able to watch somebody at the top of their game, I find that to be very inspiring and great education. So I, I learned a lot from that. And then started working on my second album. I was 15 when that came out. And then Too Little Too Late. I had a huge international song with that. And um, I did a couple movies. Did a movie with Robin Williams. And I did a movie, filmed it in Australia called Aquamarine. And um, then that's, that's when things started to not be good with my record label. They were upset that they weren't mm. profiting off of that. And then they were exercising the right that they have in my contract, which is that they own my voice. And so they wouldn't approve my, my singing voice on anything. So then that started to become an issue where they, they would ask for exorbitant fees for, to have me feature on something. And then people would be like, oh, we're not paying that. That's insane. So it just, it started to reflect poorly yeah. on me. Yeah. And um, anyway, that was, that's when things started to just kind of really go in a, in a not good place. And they started to not be in a good place with their own, business dealings and relationships. And I was finding myself being a casualty of that. And I knew that I wanted to probably wait till I was 18 to put out the next record, but I was in the studio from probably 17 to 18. Joe, where were you living while, while all this was happening? Were you based in New Jersey or in LA? No, actually, by the time I was 15, my mom had bought her first home in Massachusetts. We went back to where we are from and so i was in massachusetts at that time and i lived there until i was 19. well i i moved out i got my own place in in the city um when i was 18. i was like whoo i am doing my own thing but i was in massachusetts from 15 to 19 and i was being tutored um and like homeschooled so that's how i got my diploma do you feel you've missed out on education because of the music i got a really good education actually from my homeschool teacher but you didn't go to prom or anything and i did i did go with my best friend to prom but it was different because i was quite famous so it was kind of awkward you know yeah. and like people just kind of so the boys didn't toss you out no and people just kind of ogle at you and like, you know, I don't feel bad for myself at all. It was just like, okay, this is weird. Like, this is not comfortable. This is not what prom is. Mm. And I, I probably made other people feel uncomfortable. Like it was just a weird thing, you know? But the only thing I, because I ended up being in a long-term dispute with my record label and I ended up at eight, uh, I, I don't I think I might've filed the first lawsuit around 18 or 19. And then a second one at like 21, 22, because they just, would not let me go. Was this to get released? They want You wanted to go? It was to get released because they were no longer a functioning record label. They had burned a lot of bridges and I was continuously a casualty of that. And you weren't able to sing or put music out. So you were just stuck. Because I didn't own my voice. So I couldn't profit off of my voice. So I started to put out mixtapes and just like do things just to literally stay afloat, stay alive, stay somewhat mm. relevant. But I felt like they were trying to like smoke me out. Like they just like, they were like, well, you know, we're just whatever. It's, it was really incredibly frustrating, but I, I try not to live with regret. But the only thing is that mm. I moved to LA when I was 19 because I wanted to make things work with, with, with the label. I wanted to put out an album. I wanted to, to do that. And I wish that I had gone to college, you know, dur during that time. It would have just been a different thing. I, I did commit to Northeastern University in Boston and I was going to go for sociology. 
And um, I just never matriculated. I never went ahead and did that. So I, I think that there's like some un, unexplored potential that I had as a more as a student. If you hadn't done music, what would you have studied? I was going to study sociology and cultural anthropology. I'm really interested in culture and how it affects us. And, and, and I thought that I could apply that also to, to music, uh, that I could apply that to, you know, my touring and to just being a human being. Did you have music tuition? So can you read music? Can you write music? I cannot like easily read music. I, I've done like a couple workshops where like I've had to, I can, I, I don't deserve a gold star or a pat on the back, but I can kind of see what's going on. But no, I, I didn't. Um, I'm not deeply educated. And you don't play an instrument. Aren't you learning? I'm actually learning now during quarantine. Yeah. I'm I'm learning my songs on piano and that, that's giving me a sense of uh, growth and like th- that studiousness that I'm t- tapping back into that I really like. But so you, you went and then re-recorded your first two albums. You re-recorded them because in 2018. Because my former record label never made a deal with the streaming services. So that's why you can't find Aaliyah's music on Spotify or Apple Music as well. That music is just not there. I've never thought about that. You can find it on YouTube. I think it's an absolute tragedy to her legacy. And it's- Absolutely. Really- Why can't you? I don't understand. Because every label has to make an agreement, make um, make a deal with the streaming services to put their music up on there. So why don't they agree it now? Her old her... That's a that's a great question. I don't have an answer for you. It's nonsensical and it, it, it feels like anti commerce. It's like why would you not want to profit off of this stuff that you own? I don't know. It's it doesn't make sense to me. But I try I have really tried to like just not try to make sense of it because it's so frustrating. So so my stuff wasn't available, but I'm still yeah. here. Aaliyah is not yeah. here to protect and continue her music career and, and protect her history, you know? So I felt like I was being erased. Mm. And I felt like it was, mm. I, I was also tired of seeing people on the internet being like, why did you take your first two albums down from Spotify? I'm like, I, I, I'm not, I don't own those masters. I didn't do that. I, do. <laughs> I would never have done that, but that is yeah. so weird. Like, as if I'm embarrassed by my first two albums, I'm not. They sold millions of records and they changed my life. So I like to be more solution oriented. And I was like, well, what can I do instead of being fucking pissed? You know what I mean? And just angry. And I realized that I could basically cover my own material and create new masters that satisfy the same nostalgic experience that people probably want to have when they're listening to those first two albums of mine. And I had my musical directors and uh, producer friends recreate these tracks as similarly to the originals as possible. And I went in and re-recorded every single song and did, did it as close to the original as possible while still like allowing for the fact that I'm a woman now as opposed to, you know, a little girl and my voice has changed, but same keys, same backgrounds, all that. I mean, your voice is phenomenal. It's kind of, oh, thank you. it's kind of like otherworldly, the shit that you do with your voice. It's just, um, it's ridiculous, to be honest. To be frank, it's ridiculous. And wow, thank I, you. I, but, but, and I know, I know you've talked about the fact that you, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, Mad Love, the record, uh, you weren't too, it was a bit of a funny time. I really appreciate a cohesive body of work. I really like something that feels like it's, it's thoughtful and it mm. makes sense. And mm. I just didn't get to have that satisfaction with Mad Love. I didn't have any fight left in me to no. be like, you know, I'm, I'm putting my foot in the sand for this and I'm going to fall on this sword. I had no fight left in me. I just wanted to put something out because it had mm. been 10 years. I put my second album out when I was 15. Mad Love didn't come out till I was 25. I was like, I, I, this makes no sense. I have to put something out. I'm desperate to put something out. And what'd you say, Ma? Yeah, it is a good album, but I'm saying <laughs> it, it could have even, even been better. It could have even been better. Of course, it's a very good album. It yeah. did very well. I'm proud of it. But yeah, there were there were really good songs in there. But I just there was a, a flow that I was missing. I no, I totally i i under I understand that, and I think yeah. I mean, 
it, it, it felt more like song, 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 going to different places, different producers, as you know, you know, I'm sure you've had this experience of like 50 first dates. You're like, let me have this session with this person and this session with this co-writer and producer. And I'm like, where's the flow? I know I've made my new record with one producer and it feels so much better. I and I kept it. It just makes, it makes more sense to me. And it's just kind of, yes. Yeah, yeah, coherent, cohesive, it it does all that. So, I mean, look, fast forward, you do this record. It's really great. Last year, you won a Grammy for best R&B song. Yeah, with with PJ Morton. Sexy. You're full of sex now. That's it. Oh, just got the sex. It's just sex, isn't it? (laughs) Now, are you seeing anybody? That's what I was just going to ask. Talking of sex, have you got a boyfriend? No, I don't have a boyfriend. Uh, Why are you gorgeous? Thank you. And I cook, Lenny. What the hell? And she cooks. <laughs> she bakes. God damn it. She I bakes think. and cooks. You're gorgeous. Uh, thank you. No, I I have a bit of a, you know, a, a situationship, but uh, <laughs> my mom thinks that's funny. Ma, can you come say hi? What does your mom think come about say that? Say hi. You're beautiful. Come on. Come my, on. My mom and I are just, How cute is she? Oh my god, she should say Oh my hi. god, she's like look at the hair as well. You're you're beautiful. Wow, she's so young. Gorgeous. Are you her sister? Yeah. Oh, they can't hear you. are beautiful. Look at your hair. I'm disgusting. You're beautiful. No, you're not. What are you talking about? Anyways, yeah, they're, they're, this is so fun. So they're asking me if I have a boyfriend, and now I'm just going to tell them that I don't, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a situation. And I am just really focused on myself still. Yeah. Okay, now you can't get rid of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess like, um, yeah, I mean, look, we should probably talk a bit about food as well, because that is actually the podcast. So when you were young, what was besides going to what's it called? Boston Market, yeah. which I would definitely go to every day of the week if I had it near. Maybe we should open one up here, darling. Oh, it's so good. A nice rotisserie chicken is the best. Mm. So besides Boston Market, what is your favorite food? to eat when you were little what did you eat a lot of mm. when I was little I loved chicken fingers and french fries okay I mean who doesn't I know right who doesn't yeah yeah chicken fingers and french fries and cereal lots of cereal just some real real simple which cereal I'd like cinnamon toast crunch I like cheerios Oh, it's yeah. the best. It's the bloody best. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best thing in the world. Cinnamon Grahams, is that what we have here? Yeah. And we also, my mom also tried to do like a healthier cereal with these things called um, nut, grape nuts. Grape nuts. I have them. Yeah, grape nuts. And then oh, we, yeah. And you were like, don't give me that shit. Yeah, I actually really liked it because then we'd put like, okay, you know, like a Splenda or Equal vibe on top of it and then cut up some like bananas and strawberries. I love that still actually so what do you cook now what's your favorite dish to cook now so now I am experimenting with a plant-based lifestyle and I've been I've been in and out of that for a long time oh god you're so LA Jojo you changed I am I know I I have changed I'm a brand new bitch Jesse I don't know what to tell you no more rotisserie chicken Jess it's all bloody plant-based mints now (laughs) kale now come on tell us what you're eating then but but listen, I'm not I'm not a perfect plant based person, so like I will still have a nice you know like a a Nashville hot chicken every once in a while. I'll, I'll do some stuff like that. Um, but my, it's actually it's actually not a video; it's just a podcast. But we're just experiencing <laughs> each other. Yeah, so it's not like you're gonna be um, Just for the uh, listeners, uh, <laughs> Joe's mum is uh, putting fingers behind Joe's ears. She's really behaving very maturely, and we're <laughs> loving every moment of it. And it's okay. So, 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 what type of things have I been making? Though I've been experimenting with different sauces. So, I made like a jerk sauce from scratch, and I made some um, Beyond meatballs. So, Beyond meat is like Ooh, yeah, the, you know what I'm saying that plant based meat. And uh, so, the, the jerk sauce was dope. Uh, I made a vegan Alfredo sauce with peas and broccoli, and then did like a seaweed rotini pasta. And I just did a um, what was that? thing a vodka sauce uh yeah that vodka sauce was off the chain oh, all, yeah. all this from from scratch like soaking the cashews and then blending them up oh, lovely. And, um wow. so i've been i've been enjoying that so yeah lots of just different sauces um really liking going to the grocery store and seeing what vegetables they have and just experimenting with them baking how long has this plant-based romance been going well i started a couple tours ago because my uh, my doctor, my ear, nose, and throat doctor was like, you might want to experiment with like not eating dairy. I'm like, oh. 
and like anti-inflammatory diet, you know, like chill, chill with the spicy food. I'm like, wait, chicken tikka masala is my favorite dish. I want it medium spice. I want a nice sag paneer. Like I want all that. I love Indian food so much. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I, I gave it a whirl a couple tours ago and I was uh, fully vegan and I was like, okay, I actually do find my recovery vocally to be better when I avoid dairy. So I've been dabbling in it for like probably four years. Um, again, I'm, I'm not perfect. I will have a drunken chicken wing. Do you have to, do you have problems with your voice? Do you have to try and preserve it? I do. Yeah, Jesse's the same. Yeah, I have had, I, I've had some issues. And, and that's why I've like, I've been seeing the same ENT for a long time and uh, have tried to experiment with different things. Um, my allergies have been really bad. I'm on sublingual immunotherapy. I'm like allergic to nature. No, you know, like, so when, when, when I'd be on That's tour, I'd have different environmental allergies and it was tough. I, it was really, really tough. So yeah, I've been trying to take care of my voice as much as possible. And you're, so you're 27 now. I'm 29 now. Shit, that's so 29, old. okay. I know, I'm really. Oh, you're past it, I'm babe. Past that's it. it, that's <laughs> it. It really resonated with me, how you speak about being a woman in the industry. I mean, you've had an incredibly bizarre and somewhat horrendous journey to this point. It's been fucking crazy. Where, I mean, it's probably the worst industry story I've heard. And, you know, you hear you hear a few, right? But like, I mean, you seem like you're in such a good place. And I love how kind of philosophical you are. And you're you're not bitter. You kind of, I don't know, you feel like you're, you're philosophical about it. And it seems like you're doing pretty damn well now like you know you made a brilliant record you're winning grammys you're getting to do what you want to do do you feel life's all right apart from being on lockdown during an album promo campaign i really do i really do feel like life's all right and i feel so lucky and that's interesting that you said um that i seem kind of philosophical about it you're you're right actually i'm very interested in philosophy i'm i'm like because i didn't get to go to college i've kind of like I came up with my own life curriculum of things that interest me, like, you know, whether it's uh, based in like some spirituality and some self-help and, you know, ancient texts and really rooted in gratitude, though, because where I come from and what I've experienced and where I am today and the fact that I, uh, you know, I have everything that I need and I still want to continue to grow. I think it's that I've shifted my mindset so much over the years. I, I am in a good place hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When the lockdown ends, which is the first meal you're going to eat when you go out? <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Um, I actually... Because I, I miss like, you know, a multi-course meal. I, I, I love restaurants. I, I ordered, one of my favorite restaurants has been doing this thing where you can go pick up from them and they'll like, they'll plate it and they'll court. It's this place called Bavel um, in downtown LA. Somebody else? And, no, uh, Benny Blanco told me about it the other day yes, on the phone. He was like, ba you've been to ba ba Babel, he calls it. Babel, it yep. Babel uh, Babel? Yeah, I, I don't know. Sure, but Babel. And then yeah. Bestia. Bestia is right across from the Warner Building. Bestia actually. is amazing. Bestia is my, one of my favorites. So yeah. that, honestly, um, Lenny, I will probably want to go to Bestia and I'm not going to eat plant-based when I'm there because they have this like <laughs> this bone marrow thing. I'm sorry. like You're going in. My vegan followers are gonna friggin' be so upset with me. But you know what? I'm just telling the truth. They have this crazy 
bone marrow dish where they put it on this like this little tiny orangetti pasta. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it is off the fucking chain. I'm salivating just thinking about it. And uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm still like yesterday I. I ordered sugarfish. I just Love decided to be fish. really bougie. Yeah, so did. Yeah, so I had. I, I've I've still eaten some some nice things even in under quarantine, because I, I I as much as I like cooking for myself, I also really love other people cooking absolutely <laughs> what what would be if you were going to be sent on a desert island mind you I think we all feel like we're on a desert island at the moment yeah what would be your last supper <gasps> starter main dessert and drink of choice I got you because I've thought about this a lot I'm like if I was on death row you know th- th- that's how I thought but I yeah. but actually this desert island is better i it's, call it death yeah. row she calls it because desert i can't island. i don't believe like in the death penalty <laughs> i feel you i feel you okay I, I would have a medium spice chicken tikka masala with basmati rice sag paneer mango chutney um a diet coke and for an appetizer i would have um samosas i love indian food like that's what Are i you're going for but babe indian food in la is shit i know like friggin um it's not great, as it is. Dishoom in London? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Is that among your favorites, or is there a better place that I should go to next time? I mean, that one's become like it's yeah. it's brilliant, and it's it and it and I think as a like but it's sophisticated. It's not like kind of earthy Indian. It's wonderful. It's so ambitious, and the, the like the way they're doing. Love. We it. need to bring you to Tooting. You need to come to Tooting with us and come That's and true. like have a proper, you know, Lahore Karahi. Say yeah, no like more. But Dishum is amazing. Um, what's your place around the corner, Jesse? Oh my Two God, stop. bless them. Apparently, it's brilliant. <laughs> So I've moved into this new area and there's this place that I was like, oh, bless them. It says two stars, yeah? And I was like, why would you give yourselves only two stars? But everyone in the area has been like, have you tried two sisters? And I'm like, oh no, but I saw that two stars. They're like, that's two sisters. And it's amazing. I said, why would they give themselves only two stars? And they call themselves two sisters. But it's fantastic, (laughs) apparently. Anyway. um, So go on. You've got your samosa to start. What's your dessert? Oh, I love not not Indian. I mean, I I would probably go full Indian. I would do uh, galub jamun. You know, it's like the the oh, yeah, dough yeah, balls yeah. and like the maple syrup. I love it. But uh, let's see if I was gonna go in a different route. Maybe I would go with like a a wild blueberry pie with um oh yeah you know like a vanilla bean ice cream. Um, oh, Ooh. I do love ice cream. Oh, so maybe I would do like a. Salted caramel, or like a no butter. Um, what's that called? Butter pecan. I know that sounds like like an old lady um, palette, but mm. I really do like that. I love that. I love butter pecan. And uh, so, what is it? A diet coke? Then you're going to be drinking? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're going down. That's the diet coke. Well, it's just that's it complements those flavors. So, do you still drink? Yeah, you still drink, right? I yeah. do. I, I have my a little bar set up right here. I am a mixologist now. I'm really enjoying it. I've been making these lemon mezcal margaritas. Um, so it's just Ooh, like... sound dangerous. It's uh, Grand Marnier mezcal, a lot of lemons, and a salt and pepper rim. Salt and pepper. Ice off the chain. Mm-hmm. It's Cocktails so good. Cocktails at JoJo's. Mm-hmm. Come on. Have you got good table manners? No, I actually don't. I don't know how to act. I was raised by wolves. I really don't know how to act. Like I, I, I will have my friggin' elbows there. Like, you know, actually this has been something that I've been self-conscious about. I, I was dating this guy who comes from like a very well-to-do um, family and like had like a proper education and he was sent away to boarding schools. I'm like, no, and, it's, and I, I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what this, where to put a fork or like what, to, I don't know how to cut properly. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I'm just winging it. I just have to get by with my charm. <laughs> well, you would. You would, definitely. <laughs> but what do you, what table manners do you hate in other people? What annoys you? Hmm. What annoys me in other people? Well, like when you're out to, to eat, I am so turned off by people who are rude to waiters. I mean, that, that's, that, that's not a table manner, though. Um, no, you, it is. Yeah. That will, that. So many people have said that one. No, no, it is. I, know people... I think that's awful. It is horrible. Um, I want to know, do you hate karaoke? Because I absolutely I love... I do. Oh, you do. So you don't have a karaoke song. What would it be if I put a knife to your throat and said you've got to sing in karaoke? 
Oh, wow. That is amazing. I will probably do like Creep by TLC. Oh, good. Yes. Very good one. How does that go, darling? The 22nd of loneliness. And we've been through so many things. Like T-Boss had this, has this really, yeah, she has this ill tone, this very low. I love my man with all honesty. So, so, So that's the verse, Lenny. And then the, the hook is like, so I creep. Yeah, just keep it on the down low. That nobody is supposed to know. So I'd probably do something like that. Or I would do you No know, Scrubs by TLC right. because then I would also do. Oh, I love Scrubs. Yeah. That's my favorite. Scrubs is a guy who thinks he's fly. And then I would do the. Is there a rap in there? Did, did, did Left Eye have a rap in Bust there? Up. You can put one in because it's karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jojo, you're just, I love you. and I love I, you too, Jesse. But I, I really... I wish you'd come to our house. Normally we do it with someone coming to my house you. and we eat and we cook Can I you. please come later? <laughs> yeah, we'll take a rain check, Jesse. Yeah. Yes, we will. But Joe, it's been such a pleasure. I think like you are really inspiring and I am so happy you're back making brilliant music and everyone can hear that damn voice because jesus christ we missed it for a while and um and yeah and it's gorgeous and you're gorgeous and you should turn the situation into a relation <gasps> okay ricky thank you lenny go lenny go lenny go, go lenny <laughs> I love it. Um, I just, um, I mean, what's the plan with um, record being out? Obviously doing live things at your house. Have you got any tours booked in 2021 or? Yeah, we, we that... moved the tour. I was supposed to be on tour right now. And then we moved it to the end of the year. Still remains to be seen. I mean, mm. it's probably going to be pushed yeah, to 2021. Right. And um, are you coming to Europe? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you coming to London? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll do at least. Oh, at least one show there. Let's see us. Yeah, yeah. So I'll definitely see. Mum, her fans are like devoted. I'm sure they are. I'm going to be from now and I'm going to get the blonde hair and wear a T-shirt. <laughs> I love it. London is actually like one of my favorite places to play. I'm not just saying that because I'm speaking to you guys, but London is, is where I, I think my streams are even the highest there. It's just people, people are really, really um, incredibly supportive over there. Well, we can't wait to see you when it happens. Thank you. It's been a so real much. pleasure um, chatting to you. And honestly, you're a joy, you're sunshine. And um, yeah, and yeah. Thank, thanks thank so you. much. Thank you, I will. Look after yourself. Sam, I love yeah. your mum. She's fantastic too. Oh, thank you. And Jesse, I, I, I can't wait to hear your new record. Oh, you're so cute. I like you a lot. And honestly, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a fun record. And I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like the PG-13 to your sexy, sexy, sexy. I've kind of done a sexy, Ooh. I've done a flirtatious record, but I feel like yours is the full blown like let's actually have sex to this. So mine oh, is just, just mine nasty. is the cocktail just... and nibbles just before they go and really commit Jessica. to it. I just record. let it all <laughs> spread it out. Jessica, please enough, enough. Yeah. How lovely is she? She's so sweet. She's really good fun, isn't she? I really liked her. She was so not bitter. I know. I want to go and put dynamite under the, the record label. I know. I really enjoyed that. I think she's just real full of sass, full of talent. Well, I didn't really know her before today when I read a little about her. But you would have known the songs, right? I knew the songs, but I didn't know her. And I certainly didn't know she was 13 when she recorded the songs. But what a gorgeous girl. She was just like a ray of sunshine, really lovely and positive. That's what you need when you're in lockdown. You need positivity. So I don't think she'd be phased by anything. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad luck that she 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 manages to get out of this like 10 year deal battle but she wasn't cross or anything here she is she won a grammy last year well that's all right then and she she's made the record that she wants to make it's got amazing reviews she's got number one in the r&b chart she's doing she's doing all right our jojo yeah i might get extensions darling oh my god imagine if i can't get it cut i might just put the extensions in 
Can we just talk about the comment on Instagram that somebody said uh, yesterday when I put up a picture of my little brother who accidentally was on The One Show, which was very funny. The best comment that we've ever had about my mother, um, or definitely up there, was this one. Hello, little, little Colton. I'm looking at you. A family of bloody celebs. Clap, clap, clap. Lenny was the original Chris Jenner. Oh, bloody hell. No, I'm not, because I haven't created Kardashian children. Thank goodness. Mm, okay. Well, you won't... Mm, mm, mm. Imagine if we got Chris Jenner on and Lenny and Chris went head to head. Head to head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who doubt mother who? Celebrity death man. Who doubt momage who? <laughs> um thank you to everyone that listened thank you to everyone who is writing into us who is just making us laugh so much we and do cooking have the best... from our cookbook yeah you are doing an amazing Fabulous. job oh my god my friend cam sent me uh, maybe i can get it over the microphone hold on this is her dad so you can't see it but she sent me this and said i thought you'd appreciate this my dad made the stefado last night and this is what she sent me. This is him having the stefado. <laughs> He's also dancing. He's doing the Zorba the Greek or whatever as he holds the stefado <laughs> and serves up. Really appreciated that. Quite right. He's got the whole picture. Thank you to the darling Jojo for telling your story, for giving us some sunshine and positivity and just being a lot of fun. We really, really enjoyed that. And thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Table Manners, Special Circumstances are signing out for now. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.